You're listening to Film Banter, the weekly show where everything is made up and the points don't matter. Amen. I'm your host, Jared, and that's Claudia. What's up? Uh, everything is, in fact, not made up on this show, though. Yeah, this isn't Seinfeld, or there's like, like the show about nothing sort of thing. We have things that we discuss, and there are points to be made. Is there points? I think sometimes. You keep, you keep the points in your head? Yeah. <laughs> you keep track of everything? Right. <laughs> Seinfeld is a show about nothing, but it's in fact about everything, though. Yeah. It's like they deemed it the show about nothing, but there isn't a show more relatable. Yes. That's why it's one of the best shows. Like with ever everyday made. life. Yeah. And the dumb things that happen that are frustrating to all of humanity. Yep. And that started in, I want to say 1990. And you want to talk about like we do in every pod, like does this hold up? Seinfeld holds up so well. And will continue to. Yeah. And like everything they deal with and it, it just it still applies. I mean, you and I went through the whole thing. It's been a minute now, which I want to wait a while and then we're going to watch it all again. Cause yes. it's, you got to wait a little bit, but when did we watch it? It's pretty early on. So maybe 2019. Really? Before COVID, you think? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Has it really? Yeah. Because. In 2019, we were only a year in. Yeah. I think it was around with our that. relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember, but. Either it, way. It's, yeah. It's been a while now. So we will watch it again. And what I love about that show is. Not only did every time you watch it, you pick up on something like a lot of new things, but I feel like the older you get watching that show, you relate even more yeah, to everything definitely. they do in it. Because when I saw it when I was younger, I was like, this is funny, but I didn't understand everything, you know? Right. So I bet, <clears throat> I bet even, because you've only seen all of it once through now, right? Yes. So whenever we watch it through again the whole way I think you'll relate to it even more and under and like pick up on more yeah definitely yeah as I have more life experience yeah exactly well again welcome to film banter this is your post Thanksgiving pre-Christmas I was about to say Black Friday but that's not true that's the day after Christmas yeah, or uh, the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. so that that already would have happened too Yes, I hope nobody got elbowed in the face. Yeah, getting some hot deals, unless you deserved it. Yeah, then I do hope you got elbowed in the face. It's hard always thinking about because obviously we do these in advance, so I'm thinking like Black Friday hasn't happened yet. But when everyone hears this, yep, we will have all experienced. Yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, can't believe. Uh, we found, I don't know, I was trying to think of an example, something crazy that we found for super cheap just to make it up, you know? Yeah. Can't believe we found a whole house for- 50% off? $2,000. Yeah. No. <laughs> Black Friday deal on a house. Could you imagine that? I can't. That would be amazing. Especially in 2023. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I saw this meme that was like, 
we don't want Black Friday deals on like TVs. We got enough TVs. Put Black Friday deals on some groceries. And I yes, felt that. For sure. And I know all of America is feeling that too. Yeah, groceries. Um, and like I said, houses. That would be awesome. How are people that have like multiple kids feeding their families? Like and having money left over because it's just you and I. Yeah, we still spend a lot. Yeah, like three bags of groceries is at least $50. No, it's like a hundred almost. Depending on what you get. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't ever go to the grocery store and not spend at least like 50 bucks. Even if we're just running in for like a couple odds and ends things. Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten out of hand. It's not great. No, we're suffering out here. Oh, yeah. You have anything else to say about Black Friday or Thanksgiving? Uh, no, just hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving and, you know, nobody got burned cooking things and all those fun things that happen when you're cooking like a crazy person for like two or three days straight, depending on what you're making. Ever since we've watched the second season of The Bear, that's what I imagine Thanksgiving is like that chaotic. Oh yeah. For some people, yep. you know? Oh yeah. It's not that chaotic for anywhere we go. Yeah. But I imagine it is that way. Right. But like... By the way, that's a Hall of Fame episode. That is. Most definitely. We're not going to spoil it because I don't... Probably not everyone's seen the, the newest season of The Bear, but uh, it's episode six, I want to say. It's long too, which I appreciate. It was like an hour long and... So good. Yeah. So many famous people in it too. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, that you have no idea. Yeah. Now I imagine it is that chaotic if you're hosting and you're cooking everything, but like for our families, usually we all bring stuff like host makes the bird, maybe a couple other things. And then the rest of us bring stuff. Yeah. That's traditionally how it is. As sides. Um, so it makes it less taxing on the person hosting. But in that episode, she's making her thing. And that I would just be like, I'd probably have two or three mental breakdowns. Seven fishes. <laughs> Seven fishes, yeah. Speaking of the bear, how you feeling about your boy? Also my dude, because I like him a lot. Jeremy Allen White. Is, like he, still, is he still high on your list? Yeah, he's yeah. definitely good looking. Yeah. He's got one of those like unique faces, you know? Yeah. I like a guy that has a unique face and he he's also, got those like sleepy yeah, blue I was gonna eyes. Yeah, he has very tired eyes. Yeah. Right. And that's like my crack, yeah. obviously, because I married you. Yeah. And you have the sleepiest of blue eyes. It worked out for me because I always hated it growing up. But look at me now, everyone. Haters. <laughs> All you losers that made fun of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mentioned this before, but it, it still bothers me. The only thing that bothers me now about it, because I've, now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't care anymore and I've accepted it. I hated it when I was young, but the only thing that bothers me now is I have like dark circles under my eyes, whether I sleep four hours or if I sleep 10. Right or even like a perfect eight hours, it does not matter. It looked like- I can't even imagine what you would look like without them at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, 
people are us- usually like the only thing people say now are like did you get enough sleep last night and i'll either say yes or no and yeah. either way doesn't matter i look it's the same <laughs> yeah so we have anything else before we get into today's movie uh no i don't think so i don't think i have any other banter okay this is an interesting period because we had and we were we had to decide on a movie because we had one one week in between between our thanksgiving episode and and, kicking off christmas yeah, yeah we're doing four episodes for christmas so we were like well we're just gonna do a random one uh we have one in mind but then we had a suggestion Yep. Shout out Evelyn. Yeah. Evelyn suggested this movie today. So we did it because neither one of us knew anything about this movie. Yeah. And I mean, I knew like, I didn't know what it was about really. I'd always heard. Yeah. I've heard the name. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it was always on my list of movies to watch. Like my big movies that I yeah. have to see before I die sort of list. It is, a, it is a big movie and it was a big movie at that time, which right. we'll, we'll get into all that. And it's wild that it's taken me this long to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because Evelyn has always like ranted and raved about like how interesting yeah. this movie is, especially for the time. Yeah, definitely. And she, I imagine she's seen it several times, right? Uh, I don't know if she's seen it several times, but it's been a long time since she watched it. Okay. A long time. Okay. Well, let's she see. She just remembered it like affected her deeply, like yeah. seeing it. One of those movies that kind of stick with you. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I would agree with that. It's it's an interesting uh, Yeah, well, don't, well don't, don't say everything yet. We'll, yeah. get to, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> um. I don't know. This episode might be short. I think we're only like 10 minutes in now. We're already getting into it. That's like short for us. We usually, I know. We usually How have wild a lot is that? Yeah. before. Some people might like that though. I bet some people are annoyed that we don't get to the movie till late, which I don't care. I like, I like to just get to it whenever we get to it. Right. It's That's film the whole point. banter. Exactly. We got both. Yeah. Yeah. We like to just, this is uh, as Chris Leah would say, a silly goose time. We just, uh, that's right. We just chill. We're yep. just chilling. 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 All right. Well, I guess we'll get into it already. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I feel like I it's not been There's long enough yet. We talked about. Yeah. yeah. No, we both don't have a lot of notes like written down about this movie. Yeah. That's another thing, but I'm sure we'll still have a lot to discuss. To talk about. Yeah. yeah. As we get For into sure. it. Yeah. I imagine it's probably a lot on IMDb also. Probably. With this movie. Oh, do I, I guess I'll mention up top. Also, if you want to email us, I just forget to do that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say at the end too as well. But if you want to email us, um, filmbanterpod at gmail.com. We just had two emails last episode, which was awesome. So please people They're email so fun us. reading yeah. those. My, my goal is to have at least one email to read at the beginning of every pod. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or multiple. So everyone send us emails. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get mentioned. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll mention them. Even if they're mean, we will still mention them. Yeah. But you got to be prepared (laughs) for me to be meaner. But please don't be mean. Yeah. But we've Like I said, 
we're having a silly goose time here. Yeah, but we very much would appreciate constructive criticism. Yeah, definitely. That's always appreciated it's for welcome. sure. welcome. Yeah. We can take it. Yeah, we can. I can't get a good angle with my mic. I'm trying to... <laughs> this is not... I don't know how I normally sit, but this is not... Hold on, sorry. Technical difficulties, everyone. I'm leaving this in the pod. Do it. All right, let me just... Makes it real. Authentic. Yeah, we're authentic. Okay, all right. That feels better. Good. Okay, let me make sure the levels are still good. Okay. All right, movie today. The Crying Game, 1992. Directed by Neil Jordan. Uh, composer Ann Dudley. Uh, cast. Stephen Ray. Jay Davidson. Forrest Whitaker. Miranda Richardson. Uh, the only other name I even heard of is Jim Broadbent, which I believe was the bartender, which that guy was great. <laughs> yeah, and he's been in other movies yeah, too. Yeah, I would say he looked familiar. He's I believe very that's young him. in this movie, like compared to the movies oh, yeah. I've seen him in. Let me look. Let me, yeah, let Jared, me look he is in, um, we met, we watched these movies on screen time recently. He's in Hot Fuzz. He's yeah, I would the, say he's a British actor, so that would make sense. He's the, um, the sheriff. That's him, really? Policeman, yeah. I'll have to look through his... His father. Okay. It says his name in this movie is Cole, C-O-L. I don't remember him ever saying his name, yeah. so I, I imagine they that is... They called him Cole. Okay, so that is him. Yes. I want to make sure I wasn't um, thinking of someone else. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look through his stuff, too. In a little bit. We're going to go through the director and composer a little bit, like we always do. I'm going to look through Jim Broadbent's uh, filmography also in a second. But I want to mention this movie got a lot of nominees. Um, it didn't win. It won in like other... I always look at just the Academy Awards. Yeah. But it won in other... Um, associations like there's a ton of different we got like argentinian film critics ascap australian film institute boston society bafta that's the british one so i imagine um yeah there's some in there yeah there's a ton so director's guild so yeah there's a lot of that stuff but so when I, when we go through movies I always just look at the academy awards because that's like the main thing to see if it got nominated or won but this was no, this was nominated for that year. So for in '92, or actually it's saying here '93, which is interesting. So I don't know if it maybe it got released at the end of '92. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how that works Not out. Sure. So yeah, it got nominated for the Oscar, which is the big one. So I don't know what else from that year. Let me see. Actually, I'm curious. I'm just looking to see what won the Oscar in 92 and 93. Okay, so Academy Awards, I've seen what won for this year. Yeah. Since this was nominated. Um, but I looked for both 92 and 93. So Unforgiven won in 93. 
which is Clint Eastwood. I don't think I've seen that. I mean, I've heard it's good, but uh, 92 is Silence of the Lambs, which makes sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, hey, that's a hard one to beat. <laughs> yeah, for sure, which that that's on the list. We will do that eventually. Yes, for sure. That, that movie is so good. So, yeah, but yeah, The Crying Game did get nominated. As it should. I mean, this is... Yeah. The best best picture. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that it would be on the list at least because. So what actually won though was best writing screenplay written directly for the screen. That's what won for this. Okay. So the screenplay is what won for this. Uh, and then I'm going to get into the, um, let me look up Jim Broadbent real quick. But then we're going to talk about the director and uh, composer a little bit. Awesome. So you said he was in Hot Fuzz. Yes. Okay, I'm going to look. He's like the main sheriff <laughs> of the police station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I guess that is him, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it is, yeah. Well, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Let me see. Yep, Hot Fuzz, Inspector Frank Butterman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was the, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I guess yeah. that was the, uh, yeah. like the chief. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been around since the early seventies acting. That's crazy. What he's known for is Moulin Rouge and Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is awesome. Mm. That one we'll get to cause that's a Scorsese movie. So we'll get to that on okay, yeah, screen time. I haven't eventually. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to do Scorsese cause he has so many movies. Right. So many good movies. Uh, and one of your favorites, Cape Fear. Oh, man, yeah. That's a crazy movie. Yeah. And I uh, I really want to rewatch that. I didn't like it that much. What? Yeah, I didn't like it that much. Wow. Before. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I want to see if i my mind. Yeah. I mean, Robert De Niro is amazing in it, but I just overall didn't like the movie that much. Uh, all right. So the director of this uh not a whole lot i would say the big one that he did besides the crying game which he did directly after the crying game is interview with vampire very good yeah yeah. very good that movie's great that was in 94 uh that's that's about it yeah he didn't do too much but yeah great one though interview with the vampire oh yeah my goodness uh, then the composer, Ann Dudley, uh, she did, which this is cool. We were talking about female compo- composers. So we're on, I think, number three so far of female composers, which is great. I love that. All right. So here we go. The Mighty Quinn, which is a Denzel movie. I have not seen that. I want to see. Uh, so she scored that. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Wallace and Gromit. Nice. A a classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was just a short that they did of Wallace and Gromit. So not the actual movie. Oh. Never mind. Oh, okay. Oh, here's a big one. American History X. She Ooh. scored. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's a really good one. Hard watch also. Yeah. Monkey Bone. You remember Monkey Bone? No. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Really? You haven't? No. I feel like this is a movie you would have seen. Brendan Fraser. 
No, because I, I do know of it. But you know no. what I'm talking about? Though? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. But no, I remember I liking it, but I, it probably sucks now. But this is an, that was another one from when I was uh, a kid. Not too much else that I'm familiar with. But cool. Shout out to her. I was going to say to talk about the score. I really liked it. So, some of it was um, fine. Actually, there was a lot of parts there wasn't music, which was interesting. Yeah. But what I liked the most was kind of the main theme you heard a lot through the movie. That was the best cue of the movie, I think. And it reminded me so much the way the melody moved in it. Mm-hmm. So much of Twin Peaks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, Did I you do. I that? 100% do know exactly what you're talking it about. It sounded so much like Twin it Peaks. It does, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, is there any correlation? There isn't, but yeah. that's immediately, I'm glad you picked up on that too. Yeah. 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 Which is great because Angelo, is... man, I can't ever pronounce his last name that did the score for Twin Peaks. Some of the best. Some of the best ever. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything. We can get into the questions. Yeah. We mentioned everything else. So. All right, here we go. We just finished watching this movie. Neither one of us has seen this at all. So what did you think of this movie, Claudia? Um, there's so many moving parts to this movie. And like not in a traditional sense, I would say, because the movie opens up with a certain situation, right? And then it moves on to a completely different situation. And then it's almost like two different movies. Right. It's exactly right. And then the ending kind of wraps both situations up together. So, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions to be had during this movie. Um, you know, in the beginning I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, Oh, this is kind of like, a like soldier type war movie and then it goes into no this is a love story and then it goes into you know both like I said it's um it's a very interesting premise definitely yeah and um you know for 1992 a story like this I'm sure was quite controversial um it's it's definitely a story that's ahead of its time and i genuinely enjoyed it and uh, it, the casting is weird because yes it is <laughs> there's there's like these people are not who i would think would be in a movie like this no you right? think it'd be like a huge cast right yeah um but at the same time it works quite well um and I mean, I'd say overall, I'm, I'm very glad to have seen it. And I understand why it, you know, was a staple movie for so many film buffs. And why it got nominated. And why it yeah. got nominated. Correct. Um, it, the actors did great. I liked the writing of this movie and like the, the dialogue style. Well, that's what won. So yeah, right. that makes yeah. sense. The, the yeah. dialogue style and the back and forth. Um, and like the parable of the frog and the scorpion, it's like, just like things like that, that were put into the movie and how, for example, um, 
Dell, is it Dill or Dell? Dill. Dill. Dell was a last movie, Point Strains and Automobile. Oh my goodness, yeah. I know, it's hard. We're going to get mixed up because they're so close. Right. Dill. So Dill, like when they're at the bar and Dill is talking to um, Cole, the bartender, saying, you know, Jimmy is looking at me and like they're they're back and forth conversation that's being filtered through yeah i got a specific note about that yeah that you know obviously everybody in the party can hear the conversation but i thought that was pretty neat um yeah i like that a lot dill's character has quite the um the style yeah about them like uh i'd say the whoever was in charge of costume design was awesome. Like wardrobe, sure. they did a great job, uh, you know, dressing each character how they should have been dressed. Um, you know, there's a lot of little things throughout this movie that, you know, should be highlighted and recognized because it all kind of comes together quite well. Um, so yeah, I would say this was a great suggestion and I'm glad that we saw it and I'm glad we're doing a podcast on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I really like this movie overall. I think to start with, because there's some things I'm going to mention that you already mentioned that I really agree with. I would say the movie starts really strong and ends really strong. Yes. I would say the middle is where it kind of dips. Right. That's fair. I think that's the only point that I was kind of like, all right, this isn't as strong. But still, like you're mentioning, the writing and dialogue was really good the whole way through. Yes. Um, I thought that was great overall and i i totally agree it is like two different movies put together and then tied in at the end like you mentioned and which is really cool idea well i guess this kind of goes into my first note but i can just go ahead and do it now like the way the movie opens i'm like because even just by the name of the movie you really don't know and then even just in those opening scenes, I'm like, I have no idea what this movie's about right. or where it's going. Yeah. And you really don't know. And I don't yeah. think you could predict it because it's, yeah, it goes a lot mm-hmm. of different places. Right. Yeah. I think the argument could be made that it is a love story throughout. Oh, for sure. Because in the beginning, obviously the love is between Jody and Fergus, like that brotherly love type of relationship. Yes. And um, I think that Fergus or Jimmy, you know, because he's called both in the movie. Um, You know, when he seeks out Dill, um, it's almost like trying to get that brotherly love back that he experienced with Jody in the beginning. Um, And maybe that's why he clings to Dill so quickly um, and was willing to overlook the obvious. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Yeah. So, and also this, you know... Um, trans people in general, like in movies and in that time period specifically wasn't as prominent as it is right now. So maybe it was just a little easier, you know, or harder, I guess, to point out those because you don't really see that much in this time period. Um, So you just assume, right? Right. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, like me sitting here now watching it, I'm like, how did you not know? Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's easier for us now than it would have been for um, then. Yeah, I um, mean, it's 31 years old, this right. movie. Right, yeah. Which is another one thing I want to point out that you also mentioned is 
everything, all the subject matter in this is very ahead of its time. Like I even said to you when we watched it, I'm like, how did this come out in 92? Like that's crazy <laughs> to think about. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know, it could be, once we get to trivia, maybe I'll mention it, but like we talked about with Rocky Horror, like that was controversial. Right. And that was even older. Ahead of its time writing, for yeah. sure. And so I'm wondering if there was any controversy when this movie came came out too. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I liked it. It's just, it's just that middle section, I would say. Yeah, it's not as like exciting no. as the beginning and the end, but it's still important so oh yeah like there wasn't any dead spots that were like that wasn't necessary sort of thing no it all it all worked well for the movie and yeah there's not anything that just like they were adding it for filler like every scene was important yes yeah um i think yeah that's it i'm trying to think i feel like i was there was something else i was going to mention about this movie but i can get into it in, in my notes anyway yeah but i mean that segues well into the next question does this movie hold up yeah definitely yeah it holds up yeah for sure this could still happen today even with the technology that we have yeah that's the biggest thing is like the storyline still would make sense if somebody recreated it for like yeah if they made it now yeah i mean the only difference would be if they put this movie out now they would be It'd be way more sensitive about the subject matter. I th- that would really be the only difference. Yes. You know, but yeah, they could for sure do this movie. But again, this is what I don't like about Hollywood right now is they're basically trying to remake every good movie. Yeah. Either as a remake of a movie or make it into a TV show. And either way, it's like, that's not necessary. Right. Yeah. You don't have to do that for every movie, no. every good movie. Yeah. Keep it how it is. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know if they're going to eventually do that with this movie too or not. Hollywood, if you're listening, just just make some original stuff. Yeah, don't touch this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are. They already. Uh, they already did this one well. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do it again. Right. Yeah, I agree. It it does hold up. Yeah, there's not really anything in here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it it holds up in pretty much every way. I'm just trying to think if there's anything. Thirty one years on but i mean pretty much what we mentioned that's really the only thing so next thing best scene what do you think was the best scene i couldn't i couldn't pick one yeah i don't know that i have it wasn't a best like scene. a standout no, yeah. there wasn't a standout scene yeah. um i i will just say when um jody is saying the parable of the frog and the scorpion to fergus yeah like before fergus is supposed to kill him Mm-hmm. like the following day um just because that specific like little mini story is one that i have you know used so many times in my life because it's it's so true and i'll just say it because if you haven't seen the movie you know it's you won't know what i'm talking about unless you've heard it before but the parable of the frog and the scorpion is a scorpion needs to cross a river or a body of water. And obviously scorpions can't swim, so he seeks out a frog to help him along. And the scorpion goes up to the frog and he's like, excuse me, I need a ride across the water. Could you swim, you know, across and let me let me pass through? And the frog goes, um, no, 
because what if you sting me? I can't trust you, you know? And the scorpion's like, well, that wouldn't make any sense because if I sting you, then we'll both drown, right? And so the frog kind of thinks about it and, and he finally agrees. So the scorpion crawls on the frog's back and they're on their way. About halfway across the lake, the scorpion stings the frog and the frog feels, you know, a burning piercing in its side and goes, Mr. Scorpion, why did you sting me? You told me you wouldn't. Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion goes, it's just in my nature. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, like what a parable. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. And yeah, we're, we're, we're going to, when we get into our notes, we're going to revisit that. Good. That, uh, yeah, that whole thing for mm-hmm. sure. And obviously, you know, Jody is telling this to Fergus because Jody sees that Fergus's nature isn't to sting him. He's a good no, person. He's the frog, yeah. And he sees that. Yeah. Um, and you know, the movie closes with that, mm-hmm. which I thought was perfect. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, so I guess if I had to pick one, that's one of my favorite ones, but I don't think there's a, like you said, a standout scene that I'm like, Oh, this for sure. Is yeah. it? I think that would be mine too. That was, yeah, that was, if I had to pick one, yeah, I would agree with you mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, best performance. What do you think? Um, it would probably be Dill. Yeah. If I had to pick. Yeah. Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson did excellent. I picked him and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Even though Forrest Whitaker actually isn't in this movie as, as much as I thought right, he would no, be. Right. No, he's he's not. <laughs> and I was actually quite impressed with Forrest Whitaker's accent. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, you know... It didn't sound forced or weird. No, actually, that's something I was going to mention about the movie overall is when the movie very first scene, I thought the way he was speaking and the way he was acting was weird. Hmm. But then after a while, I understood. And yeah, then it made more sense. Yes. Um, And then, yeah, a couple scenes in, then I was like, oh, yeah, he's great. Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I love him anyway. He's a great actor, but mm-hmm. just the very beginning scene was jarring to me. I don't know what it was. Hmm. It took a little bit, I guess, to settle into his character. It was just really weird, like off the bat when he's out with uh, the girl. At, Jude. Yeah, at... Um, the carnival. Carnival, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's it, with like British accents in particular, there are different types, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, and Forrest Whitaker sticks with his specific type of accent throughout the movie. Um, cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very easy to kind of do a certain British accent and then it bleed into a different type of like, you know, like Essex accents mm-hmm. and London accents and Cockney, Cockney, yeah, like different types. Different, right. Yeah. So, um, no, he sticks with the the style he has. I don't know what the different ones yeah, are, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it didn't sound weird at all to me. Mm-hmm. Did you draw anything on your notes? I did. I drew a pair of uh, hairdresser shears. Mm, okay. And the margarita that has the umbrella in it. Nice. Those are my two. I also drew an eyeball crying, obviously, because but I did that like right off the bat before even the movie started. Yeah. Yeah. Does the crying game. I yeah. just wanted to do that. 
<laughs> you always draw draw eyeballs. That's I know like your, eyeballs are my thing. Yeah, I don't know why thing, yeah. I can't. I'm like obsessed with drawing eyes. Yeah, yeah, because you did that on a couple other movies we've done. I did I say. Yeah. one other one. I think Red Eye. I no, did. one hour photo. Was it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm fact checking, folks. She's looking through her notes, her book. When did we do one hour photo? No, I did Red Eye. Oh, there it is. Right there. It's Rachel McAdams' eyeball crying. But I think you did in one hour photo too because of that crazy scene of him bleeding from his eyes. I thought you did something wrong too. Oh, you're right. So you did both, yeah. I did both. So we were both right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We can get into notes now. You said you didn't have that many? No, I didn't have very many. Okay. Yeah, I don't have too many either. Like six or so? Yeah, I'd say about the same. Okay. Um, and I'm sure you have a note about this, how the opening song and the closing song. Yes. Because the movie opens with um, when a man loves a woman mm-hmm. and then it ends with stand by your man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was very intentional. Right. For sure. And in, in like the best way mm-hmm. too. It's very funny. I was wondering about the... Um, because they mentioned the IRA, I I didn't I didn't realize that's what they were at the beginning, the Irish Republican Army. Because they kind of mentioned it, but I was I was wondering first. I'm like, what are these people doing? Right. But because uh, they look like a bunch of Joe schmoes. Yeah, it looked like just some like, like mugging him maybe. Random. But then they put a bag over his head, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. this is deeper than what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you think the reason? was that they wanted to kill Jody. They explained. Did they? Yeah, because he's a soldier also. I knew that, yeah, yeah. one of the IRA's men was captive by his... Oh, that's right. ...branch. So in exchange, they were hoping because they had him captive, it would be enough leverage for them to release their man, but then they didn't. And that's why at the end, they ambushed them and like shot them. They found out where they were... Okay. And like killed everybody. That's my bad. I missed that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on, on that. <laughs> I was sad when, uh, Fergus cut his hair. He looked way better with longer hair. That kind of long shag yeah, that oh, he yeah. had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt me a little bit. Uh, this is going into basically, basically the scene you were talking about like what we thought was the best scene in the movie. Fergus and Jody just being lads talking about sports. That's kind of how they first right. bond. And I think this is also why probably this kind of further proves probably this is the best scene or this whole section because like their character development together and the way they bond in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I thought it was not really like well. three days. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And it also had something to do with just Fergus being a stand-up guy too because, you know, normal people that are have somebody captive and they're like, take this, please take my, you know, bag off my head. And Fergus is like, you know what, I'll ask. I'll ask for you. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like that window in where I think Jody started to realize that this guy has a good heart. Yes. So. Yeah. It was nice. All right. So I'm going to go back to the scorpion and the frog thing. Okay. And I'm wondering, since they talk about the beginning of the movie and end with it, 
Is there a metaphor to that in the movie? Like, is a certain character besides them, like we talked about at the beginning of the movie? Okay. Is there another situation that? Like, is Dill a scorpion or a frog and someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. is there any other thing like that that you think is in this movie? Um... I mean, I don't know that Dill is a scorpion because we know that Fergus is a frog. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I wouldn't say that Dill is a scorpion per se. Yeah, I guess guess she's not because... Because she still sticks with him even after he's like... I know she like pops off at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't say she's a scorpion. I don't know if there's really any other correlation okay. besides I was just wondering since they start you know they ended it with the movie too right okay here i'm gonna go in the next one too because this is kind of this is kind of what like bookends both the, like the first quote-unquote movie and then the, the second one so when jody starts you know running away like <laughs> everything escalates so much oh my gosh so quick he gets hit by a car and then gets hit by a tank. Right. And then the whole building gets destroyed. Blown there. Up, yeah, completely like, obliterated. And this is all in like two minutes. It, right. Like, it Everybody's dead off. except for the one that should be dead, Jude. <laughs> yeah. It's, but. it's crazy. That was like, I mean, I guess it makes sense to end like that part and go into the, to the second right. half of the movie or whatever. Yeah. But. It was just, it was very abrupt though. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, at the end of this scene, you kind of assume that, okay, so then the story is going to be Fergus is going to go find Dill, right? Well, yeah, that's the part you knew was going to happen. You just didn't right. know when But that I mean, happen. just the transition from what had just happened to what happens next is so wild. Yeah, definitely. What do you have, what do you have left for notes? Um, I wanted to, um, I just have one more really thing to say. Um, when Dill gets mad at Fergus in the bar after, you know, Fergus finds out that Dill has man parts. Right. Um, and she like just completely blows him off, tells him to F off, like all that stuff. Yeah. Where was this energy with Dave, the guy that was literally beating you before? Oh, right. I mean, she was totally like Ramona Flowers with Gideon, like she had a chip in the back of her neck that just made her go back to this piece of crap dude that yeah, was treating that her like crap. He kept, yeah, he kept just coming to the bar. Yeah, and he almost hit him with the car. Yeah. When he first showed up, I was like, is this guy like a pimp? But he, no, he's not. He's just, no, he's just yeah. crazy, I guess. Yeah, I guess. When she threw his goldfish out the window, that oh, was I insane. Ha- that was my other note. You <laughs> <laughs> can go into it then. I had, yeah, it was just, I said it was absolutely savage throwing a goldfish bowl with the goldfish in it. Right. Out of like a three-story window. <laughs> and they're all just flopping in the street. Yeah. And we're like, dang, they're the real victims. Yeah. Uh, my other one we already kind of talked about. I, I just wanted to mention, I like all the scenes at the bar when the bartender was like kind of the median between yeah, them. Yeah, Like that was funny, all that dialogue. Yeah. No, Cole's a real that. one. Yeah. Because he didn't take sides. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, I also... Yeah, these last ones are real quick because they're not like big notes or anything. Uh, I just said in here, like Jude is just the worst. And I love how in the beginning, everyone's just saying like, like, shut up, Jude. Yeah. (laughs) Which was great. Because she needed to. (laughs) Yeah. Know your place. 
Yeah, that was great. Uh, and the old punching sound effects. I had to mention that because they always crack me <laughs> I up. I know. They are so funny. They're so <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like just like meat hitting meat no it's not it's, it's like, like it sounds weird. like an old like comic book it does yeah like it's not like even realistic at all yeah yeah it's so funny and i think it only happens once because there's only like one time where there's like a big punch but still it's just so funny to hear it all right i got one more note and then we can get into trivia so my last thing is uh <laughs> there's a character in this movie named Devereaux. Devereaux. Yep. <laughs> that's immediately what I thought. I of. didn't even hear that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> like two people that listen to this are gonna get that. I reference. know. If you know, you know. Yeah. The real ones know. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yep. That's so funny. Dude. I can never see the name Devereaux no, ever again without never. singing that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wigs that are not made out of human hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a that's like a skit from I think you should leave before he even did that right. show. You know, like yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Oh man. That's so funny. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> All right. I wanna get into trivia now? Yes. All right, let's do it. Um so firstly, this was Jay Davidson's theatrical film debut. Yeah. First movie. Yeah, and he killed it. Mm-hmm. Next, <clears throat> Neil Jordan originally intended to call the movie The Soldier's Wife. His friend, Stanley Kubrick, recommended a title change because he believed that films with religious or military titles usually deterred audiences and were often financial failures, something Jordan had experienced when The Miracle 1991 and We're No Angels 1989 flopped at the box office. Jordan selected the new title from a 1960s British pop hit. Mm -hmm. The Crying Game. Yep. Man, that's such a, that's such like a name drop. He was like, yeah, my friend Stanley yeah. Kubrick, no big deal. My friend, the goat. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, Stephen Ray plays a member of the Irish Republican Army. In his actual life, Ray was married for 20 years to Dolores Price, a member of the IRA who participated in a car bombing at London's Old Bailey in 1973. For her part in the bombing, Price was given a life sentence, though she actually only served seven years in prison. Ray and Price were married during the time that Ray filmed The Crying Game. They divorced in 2003 and Price died in 2013. In a posthumously released interview, Price admitted to also playing a role in one of the most notorious unsolved crimes of the Troubles era, the 1972 kidnapping and murder of a Belfast mother of 10 named Jean McConville, whose disappearance remained an open mystery until her body was found in 2003. Wow. Yeah. That was long-winded, but a lot of information. Yeah, that's uh, that a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Channel 4, which originally backed the film, felt that the film's ending made it unreleasable. Neil Jordan wrote and filmed a totally different ending. When the film was cut with the new ending in place, all agreed that it didn't work, and the production received the funding to film Jordan's original. The alternative ending is included in the bonus material in some DVD releases. Oh, I would love to see what the other... Yeah, I wonder... Ending was. Well, obviously it was bad, whatever yeah. <laughs> the alternate ending was, yeah. The film's budget was so small, it came very close to running out of money. Okay, that's why they didn't have a big cast. Yeah. They had a small budget to begin with. Yeah. 
Jay Davidson was found for the role of Dill while in a bar. Wow, can you imagine? Yeah, and I I looked up I looked up his IMDb also, and I think he was only in like one thing after this. Hmm. Like he didn't really act much. Mm-hmm. I want to say. A few lines of dialogue allude to Dill being significantly older than Fergus. Jay Davidson is actually 21 years younger than Stephen Ray. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. In November 1997, Entertainment Weekly magazine picked this as one of the 50 greatest independent films in a special supplement devoted to independent films that was only distributed to subscribers. Wow. That's an honor. So this was considered like an indie film? I guess. Hmm. I thought it was like a, well, I guess it had a small budget, but I thought it was like a pretty big release when it came out, but I guess maybe not. The film cast includes two Oscar winners, Forrest Whitaker and Jim Broadbent. Three Oscar nominees also appear, Jay Davidson, Miranda Richardson, and Stephen Ray. Yeah, so there's still like names in this, but for this kind of movie, I still think there should have been bigger names, you know, in the cast. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. This next one's funny because I said this earlier. The movie is included among the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Edited by Steven Schneider. I literally said that in the beginning. You cross it off your list. Mm Yeah. (laughs) We'll do one more. Um, Jay Davidson got the flu a few weeks into filming. A doctor called to the set, entered Jay's tiny trailer, examined him, came out to talk to director Neil Jordan and asked, have you considered the possibility that she might be pregnant? Neil and the other crew began to laugh. The doctor looked uh, bemused and was told the secret a few minutes later. That's wild. Hmm. So he didn't even know. He didn't even know. Wow. That's so funny. All right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> but that would be like, you know, if you were a doctor and you did that, you would be like, like a, like a, that would be like a dope moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that's it. Uh, do we have anything else about this movie we want to mention at the end? I don't think so. Um, but definitely watch it. Like I said, it's one of those films. If you are a film buff, you have to have like under your belt. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that's why like we already had it on our list to do anyway, but then um when it was suggested, I'm like, all right, well yeah, we can go ahead and do it. Yeah. So yeah, because I remember seeing the cover of it before and yeah. hearing about it. And I knew it was a big deal. Uh but yeah, that's all I knew. I had I had no idea what it was about or anything. Right. But yeah, I'm glad we did it now. It's kind of fun to go into movies like that, though, not knowing anything and just seeing how it all plays out. Yeah, those are those are my favorite. Although, I well, I should say I, I like it also when it's like you know it's we what we go watch a movie that one of us has seen and one of us hasn't. That's always fun, but it is also great to just something we both have no idea about and go into it and then you know record a pod right afterwards. That's that's the best because it's like completely like all new mm-hmm. which is cool yeah all right now we are so we're gonna wrap up now and we now are officially into our last four pods for the end of the year which is crazy to think about yeah that is crazy uh and it'll be the first one will come out 
very shortly after our one year anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, uh, so look forward to the all of December Christmas movies. Some very, very great classic Christmas movies too. We got a good list. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm very excited to get into those. Some, uh, some huge ones. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. All heaters, brah. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. Anything? Oh, I'll just get into the, to the ending now. Housekeeping stuff. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you want, again, if you want to email us, filmbanterpod at gmail.com. Like I said, up top, people email us. Do it. Do it. Do it now. So we can have, uh, yeah, so we can read some emails every episode. That'd be sick. People all over the world send us emails. It'd be cool. We got, like I was mentioning in the last pod, we're, we're, we've li- been listened to in a lot of areas in the world now, which is awesome. So hello, everyone all over the world that's listened to us. This is cool. Hello. <laughs> hola. Konnichiwa. Yeah. All that. Arigato. Yes. <laughs> Ni hao. <laughs> that's all I know, I think. Uh, let's see. Our other pod. Screen time, that's two words. Uh, we got those coming out weekly as well. Monday morning is our screen time film, very similar to Film Banter. Uh, my brother Josh hosts that one though, and we're going through, well, now we'd be going through some other new filmography. I don't know what we're doing next. I know. Because we're, we're finishing up Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. So we'll that be getting one's been into fun. A, yes, we're going to be getting into a new director. Uh, and then Wednesday mornings, Film Banter. You already know. Uh, and then Friday morning, Saturday mornings, the TV episode of Screen Time. Uh, anything else? I think I did everything. Yeah. Making sure I was plugging everything at the end. I think yeah. that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We yeah. really appreciate the support. Any ratings and things that you want to give us would be much appreciated. Uh, only if they're five stars, though. Yes. Good call. I keep uh, forgetting to say, like, yeah, actually rate us. Mm-hmm. and Leave a review. Yeah, leave a review, too. Yeah. Apparently, both those things help a huge deal for it just to be seen or noticed anywhere on podcast apps so right 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 yeah i think we're done now so we're gonna we're gonna end like we always do with claudia so go ahead (laughs) bye